Welcome to Masters of Self University Podcast, your highest source of sacred truths and universal wisdom. Hello, beautiful souls. I'm Rachel Fiore, mystic, spiritual teacher, psychic healer, and founder of Masters of Self University. Join our journey of soul transformation as we deep dive into this latest episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Masters of Self University podcast. I'm your host, Ellie Lee. And I'm your host, Donnie Moley. And today we are joined by spiritual leader and CEO of Masters of Self University, Rachel Fiore, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi, Rachel. Uh, Without saying too much, let's just get into it. Christ (laughs) consciousness. Christ consciousness. Yeah. So... I'm going to start by saying this. It at one point in time in human evolution was the highest level of enlightenment that humans could achieve in a lifetime to become. So it has nothing to do with religion. Everybody make that very clear. It's not about a religion. It's not religious anything. Christ consciousness was the highest level of enlightenment that a human could become, could embody. Okay. And that is no longer the highest level of enlightenment that humans can become. It's not anymore. Uh, Oneness consciousness is. So we, almost everybody knows that there was a man named Jesus who was here at one time walking the earth. And he was here to teach what people could achieve, what they could become because he became it. He was not born Jesus the Christ. That doesn't even make any sense. He became Jesus the Christ because he became a fully enlightened being to the highest level. And to really understand what this means, we're going to have to talk about what enlightenment means. Okay. But it's a a characteristics that allow us to be fully 100% in our divinity to show up in our human form as divine selves, to not have our egos, to not have our shadow self, dictate, dominate, or run who we are and how we show up as humans in this lifetime. So to understand Christ consciousness is wonderful, but to also understand that that era is over because humans are evolving more. The next wave of consciousness, the highest level of enlightenment that can be achieved is actually above and beyond what Christ consciousness was for so long for humans. So now what we can achieve to be the highest level of enlightenment possible is oneness consciousness. But we have to understand what enlightenment even is to understand all of this. Mm. Yeah, I I mean, I think that out there in the quote unquote spiritual world, um, enlightenment literally means like you just become your light body and uh, you just float around <laughs> as that. And there's nothing to do with your humanness. It's literally what I've seen and read is the disconnect from the human self. Uh, and I see everyone trying to reach enlightenment, talk about enlightenment, but truly that's, that's what I've learned about what that term means. I always thought it was like, you had to go to a cave. Yeah. It was like, you have to go to a cave. You have to learn how to levitate. Like that's that's like a must. And if you go and live in a cave for like 
40 years, maybe 20 years if you're really good, then you'll be enlightened. And then you won't have to come back to the world because your life will be so perfect. Right. Yes. Yeah. And it's um, beautiful that you're saying that because there is a massive misperception, including from people who took a path to enlightenment to try to become enlightened. They were walking a path of of ridiculousness in a lot of ways. Oh, how many people hear that and are triggered? It does not mean that when I choose to go be in a cave for 30 years and meditate, and that's what I choose to do with my life, that is, that's okay. You go do that. But you are not enlightened because you can meditate really well or because you can mostly become your light body, for example, or because you are um, in a high level of meditation and you can, you know, astro project and you can do all the things that we think of means enlightenment when it that's not enlightenment at all so your soul where you come from comes from oneness consciousness itself it comes from a level of consciousness you can call that you know source you can call that the creator which actually isn't accurate but that's for another topic um but it is a level of consciousness. It is oneness consciousness. It is a formless, con- whatever you want to call that. It's universal energy if you want to call it that, okay? Um, that energy, you're already that. So when you come and are, your soul chooses, that decides to create and manifest into a physical form to manifest itself into a human form in order to have a human experience, you are here to have a human experience, period, end. That's why you're here. So you're learning how to elevate and become the most divinely human that you can become. True enlightenment means you have reached a level of consciousness and oneness consciousness is the highest level. You have reached a level of consciousness to where as you move through your human experience, you move through that with the divine aspects of you. And what are those divine aspects? Well, there's 20 of them. There's 20 universal ways of oneness. So you've become those ways. You've become the highest level of divinity you can achieve while still incarnated in human form. It doesn't mean when you are an enlightened being that you turned into a goddamn robot and you suddenly have no emotions, no feelings. You never feel anger. Are you more peaceful, generally speaking? Are you rarely ever triggered? Of course, that's the case. But don't misunderstand what that actually means. It doesn't mean you suddenly don't feel human emotions. If you're you know, loved one, your pet, your parent, your romantic partner, your husband, your wife, whatever, if they suddenly die and unexpectedly, I think you're going to feel some real human emotions. You are not an unenlightened person because you feel devastated or you are then moving through the grief process because you weren't expecting to say goodbye to that being, to that loved one. You're going to feel pain. Enlightened people don't suddenly not feel human pain or have a human experience. When you are enlightened, it means when you go through that experience, 
that challenge, that pain, that devastation, that trauma. And no, when you're enlightened, it doesn't mean you never experience a trauma ever again. It means when you do, you bring the ways of oneness because you are the ways of oneness to this situation. You bring the way of compassion to yourself and to others in this situation. You bring the way of unconditional love to yourself and others in this situation. You bring the ways of oneness because you are the ways of oneness to this experience. That's what it means to be an enlightened being. Yeah, our, uh, what it brought up in me then was like our egos project um, this idea of what it means to be enlightened or what it yep. means to be spiritual. Yep. And even we've done that, uh, oh, I can say for myself, I've done that with, you can't talk about Christ consciousness without Jesus, right? I've done this with this idea of who, who Jesus was, mm-hmm. like this super spiritual, like, but I actually don't know who he was. And mm-hmm. yeah, we can read the Bible and have, maybe an understanding from that if you believe hmm. that it, that wasn't even written by him so yeah we'll talk about that crap if you want to talk about christ consciousness go ahead yeah, <laughs> yeah let's talk about it yeah that's the the funny thing about the bible is go research it go to actual historians that research this and can prove this for they do it for a living Okay, when the Bible was written and the majority of what you're going to find, first of all, no disciple wrote the Bible. They were all illiterate. Nobody was documenting Jesus's words at the time that this man was alive, first of all. So the majority of what you will find with historians, archaeologists that can back it up, et cetera, uh, 500 to 900 years after his death was the majority of what these books were written, when they were written. And also there's evidence that 100 years after his death was when the first, if you want to call them scriptures, were written and documented. Now, how accurate are things going to be if a hundred years after somebody dies, people start documenting and putting it in writing, his teachings? How accurate is that going to be? And it doesn't mean every word of the Bible is bullshit, but let me tell you, it's also been proven historically that around 500 years and then after that, centuries after that, um, the political agendas that were occurring during certain times in history, people were adding to changing, rewriting the damn Bible in order to meet political agenda to keep the fear and the control and the everything that they wanted in society at the time. So um, I'm not going to turn this into a podcast about the Bible. And if there are any Bible thumpers out there, all I'm going to say to you is whatever you want to throw at me, I don't give a shit. Go do actual research that is outside of the Bible and your church itself. Learn the truth about the goddamn Bible because half of what the Bible is, is a load of bullshit. And it doesn't mean that there are not some beautiful things written that have beautiful truths and beautiful loving messages in it. But also read all of the text that is considered to be parts of the Bible. And a lot of it includes rape and incest and misogyny and sexism. That's not what Jesus was here to teach. So we need to grow the fuck up. We need to stop believing in some book and learn how to connect to the divinity that we have inside of ourselves in order to be able to feel the truth in certain things. Okay. There is no such thing that a God actually exists that would tell its people to rape 
and pillage and plunder and to engage in incest. And yet that's all through the goddamn Bible. So let's wake up from this and stop believing that Christ consciousness, first of all, is some goddamn religion. It isn't. It has nothing to do with a religion. It has to do with me, myself, and I. I see myself, not through the ego. I know the truth of what I am is a divine being. I come from divinity itself. I'm an extension of that divinity. I can achieve being a completely divine person in the way I show up in my human experiences in life, in my relationships, at my job, with my soul's purpose, with every interaction of someone at the grocery store and the DMV, and when I run to the pharmacy, I can show up as a divine being. When I experience trauma, when I experience devastation, when challenging times fall upon me, I can move through those challenging times as a divine person. And that never means I don't feel human emotion, right? Those are the teachings of divinity itself. And it sure as hell never includes with divine people. There's no such thing as inequality. There is no such thing as domination. So when we want to learn about what divinity actually is, we have to first wake up and stop believing and the people who are teaching, have been teaching, or freshly new today, new age bullshit teachings that include inequality and sexism and all this nonsense about what it means to be enlightened. It's time to wake up for real. And it's time to understand what oneness consciousness is for real and understand that the highest level for us to achieve is attainable by any human being that walks this planet. <clears throat> Uh, as someone that grew up in the church and as someone that, I mean, Jesus was shoved down my throat and I had to read the Bible every day, all day for many years of my life. It's the disconnection from the divinity within that makes people become Bible and Jesus like diehard worshipers. Yes. Right. And in reality, I've spent so much time with these people of the church and of Jesus and I have never actually seen divinity. I've never seen equality. I've never seen um, oneness. I've, I've seen a lot of drinking, a lot of judgment. And even if you read the Bible, there's so much fear and guilt and shame and yep. you're going to hell. There's actually, I've never actually seen what love really is or felt love in the church. Like true, like yeah. true definition of love. Yeah. Because it mostly... Mo and I say mostly, not 100%. It mostly doesn't exist. That's why you haven't felt it. You haven't witnessed it because it mostly doesn't exist. And it doesn't mean it doesn't exist in some, you know, entities and in some, you know, religious gatherings or in some, but generally speaking overall, and yeah, we can generalize here because there's a massive problem when it comes to what religion has taught people, how um, disempowered people are when they follow, you know, in the name of like, how about the name of my own in the name of my own divinity, because I can become divine because I am divine and I'm not divine just because I freaking say so. What, what is lacking in these teachings and these mis teachings, because that's what they are. What is lacking in them is the fact that, you know, generally speaking, what's, God and what's powerful, what's source, what's 
divine is outside of you. You're not a part of it. That is the opposite of what any great master saint, um, Jesus himself came to this planet, achieved for themselves, and then went on to teach other people. The exact opposite of what all great saints and masters have taught. There's no, that doesn't, there's no such thing that divinity is outside of you. In fact, every great authentic, not the fake bullshit I want to be, any great authentic true spiritual leader on this planet, when you hear the teachings of source is in everything, the universe is in everything, consciousness is in everything, there's a lot of different ways to say the same thing. God is in everything. That isn't, that is literal, that we are an extension of oneness consciousness of the universe. We are a part of it. We are it. We are just in a different form of it. And that's the magical, mystical beauty of it. We are the essence of it. We are it. And so when we realize that I am a manifested, unique version of the universe itself and everything in me of me as me is the universe, is oneness consciousness, is source. When I realize that's what I am, that's a pretty inspirational to start to live my life in a more powerful, healthy, loving, divine way and focus on healing and elevating and growing so that I can heal the aspects of me that are not yet enlightened, the parts of me that are still unhealed, you know, broken, wounded, uh, ugly, selfish, greedy, whatever it might be. I'm more inspired to heal those because I know the truth of what I am has nothing to do with the programs I run, the traumas I've experienced, or the wounds that I may still have. You know, believing in just as you were talking, like believing in Jesus and giving your life to Jesus is the ultimate spiritual bypassing. It's never actually looking at anything. It's just, well, well, Jesus will save me and Jesus will, will do this for me and Jesus will do that and Jesus forgives me. And it's like never taking responsibility over yourself at yep. all. Which That's is the opposite of what he came here to teach. Yes. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. So from your, uh, um, from you, Rachel, what did he come here to teach? Jesus. Self-love self-empowerment, <clears throat> the recognition of the divine self, to take accountability, responsibility for how you show up on this planet, in this world. What type of human do you want to be? Stop judging other people. Look in the mirror and see where you are falling short of a divine human. To not judge yourself or others ever about your shortcomings. Instead, to wake up to them, to see how you and others are causing harm because you're not embracing your divinity. You don't see yourself as a divine person. If you don't see yourself as a divine person, how are you going to show up in a divine way? I mean, really think about that. Yeah. So he powerfully came here to teach that about people's own divinity, to stop praying outside of you. And it doesn't mean that source or the creator or the universe or God doesn't exist outside of you. That does. It also exists as you though. And that's what he came here 
to teach that while I'm in human form, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with communicating with, you know, powers that are what we can, what we can call higher powers, except that I am also that higher power. I am it. It is me. And you know, that triggers a lot of people when, when you say like, no, you are just an extension of divinity itself. They go, how dare you say that? How dare you even compare? And it's like, it's literally, we are unworthy. How dare you see me as powerful and amazing and divine? How dare you see the divinity in me? How dare you see the divinity in yourself? You're just a sinner and a piece of shit. And we people, millions of people follow that teaching because that's what that says. How dare you see me as incredible and amazing and capable and better than how I've shown up so far in my life as a sinner, as a, a harmful person, as a rapist, as an abuser. How dare you see that I'm really better than that and I can be better for the rest of my life. That's insanity. Yeah. Sanity. It's insanity. But knowing what you've taught me and I've learned from my own experience about programs, it resonates with exactly what programs that they have, that message of, you know, oh, I'm not powerful, I'm worthless, I'm I'm not, I'm weak, I'm small. Like yep. that's the energetic frequency that they are at internally and therefore having giving all their power away to some mystical figure that lived 2000 years ago um, that that aligns with their energetic beingness. Instead of learning and embracing the teachings of that mystical being and what that mystical being was really here to show them, there is nothing wrong with following truth from teachings, the actual teachings themselves from that amazing person that brought them to this planet. There's nothing wrong with that part of it. It's the, I need someone outside of me to save me. Well, aren't you weak and powerless? And that is the exact opposite of that person that you're asking to save you came here to teach you. Doesn't even make any sense. I need something else. Please save me. You're literally denying your own divinity when you do that. Denying it. You do not see yourself as a person who is powerful, who is capable, who can achieve, who can triumph, who can persevere. You literally don't see that in any way, shape, or form. And then you'll turn right around and say, in the name of Jesus, give me a fucking break. If you really want to follow what Jesus was here to teach, you'll start to see your own divinity and that you are capable and you are powerful. Learn how to love yourself. Learn how to stop judging yourself and other people. See what your shortcomings are. The first way of oneness of the 20 universal ways of oneness is the way of responsibility. That I am here to take responsibility for me, for my shadow self, my shortcomings, all the programs I run that are ugly, all the ones that I run that are powerless, all the ones that are of inequality. I'm projecting superiority or inferiority out into the world at any given time when I interact with other people. 
And if I am showing up in the world that way, I am not showing up as a divine person, period. And I don't care if you read the goddamn Bible every day. You are not a reflection of divinity. You are a reflection of what divinity is not. So what went wrong? You know, this amazing being came here to Earth a few thousand years ago. He did these transformational healings and achieved this enlightened place of Christ consciousness. Mm -hmm. And then obviously some of the teachings are still there. A lot of them got mixed up with politics. What exactly went wrong? Or did it go wrong? It Was it all perfect? So I don't necessarily think that anything, quote unquote, went wrong. I think humanity was such an extraordinarily low level of consciousness. He created a wave, a ripple effect that rippled out for a couple thousand years in order to help all of humanity expand, learn, grow, elevate a little bit more. I mean, the fact that the teachings of this person are still alive and well today, I think is absolutely amazing. It's just what are often called his teachings is what went wrong because people used them for the wrong reasons. They twisted them. They came from ego with his teachings. They did not honor what his teachings really truly were and we didn't have the internet back then yeah we didn't have great you know a great way to record and document what his teachings actually were we can't play them back on video to say all of you who are trying to twist and turn his teachings because because we do that today Let's, let's face it, we are corrupt. We are in our egos. We are unconscious today. We take little snippets of what people say in the world and we twist it and turn it into something that isn't fucking true at all. We do that to people all the time. So that level, uh, think about what programs are running there. That level of manipulation, of corruption, that exists today. But what also exists is the original footage. Right. So what we can do by if we want to learn from history, we can say, well, I'm not going to be a person who functions in this way. How can I change, heal, elevate myself to the highest level of consciousness possible so that there is no, you know, um, entity or group of people who can control me anymore? How do I not succumb to being brainwashed and controlled by other people. How do I not succumb to that is I spiritually awaken for real. Not all the fluff and the woo-woo spiritual bullshit that I look the part, I talk the part, I bow a lot, I dance around a fucking fire, which doesn't mean there's anything wrong with doing any of those things. I'm not putting those things down. I am awakening people that just because you do that does not mean you are an awakened being on any level. They are not one and the same. So if people really truly want to wake up and we don't have to keep having the discussion of what went wrong thousands of years after somebody came here to teach us beautiful, miraculous things, we have to become the first way of oneness. That first way is the way of responsibility that I have to be willing to see myself, all of me, every fucking ugly, dark, 
aspect of me, I have to be able to see where I've been brainwashed, not just with religious bullshit, with your level of sexism and misogyny, with your level of racism, with your level of inequality, with your level of separation programs that you run. All of those things need to be seen by an individual and you have to be willing to take responsibility and ownership for them because only when you do that can you actually change it, transform it, heal it, elevate out of those old programs. As long as we are doing that, that's the, that is us becoming enlightened beings, truly. That is the path of enlightenment right there. Beautiful. Um, I'd love for you to go into oneness consciousness because I know a lot of people right now are just waiting for the second coming of Christ. And that's what they're calling Christ consciousness. And so everyone's like, oh, he's coming. He's coming back. He's coming. And what's actually being birthed is oneness consciousness. So I'd love for you to talk about that. Yeah. So because when... Jesus showed up on this planet, passed his test of initiations, became a fully enlightened being to the level of Christ consciousness. There's different levels of enlightenment, by the way. Um, that's what was offered to the planet more fully, okay? To everybody, to all of humanity could achieve that if they really wanted to, okay, back then. And because of the level of consciousness that existed on the planet in collective consciousness and humanity at the time, that was the highest level that could be achieved. And that's the highest level that could be achieved up until now, you know, but because there are a lot of people globally all over this planet who really are healing, they are elevating, they are waking up for real. They are, they are starting to live in um, unity to the best of their ability according to their level of consciousness, with other people, all the ways that we are not living in unity, that we still live in separation and lower levels of consciousness, that's all being uprooted. There's an upheaval that everybody's very aware of. And all of the darkness is being you know, brought to the surface so everybody can see the truth in things. Because of that, we've surpassed the Christ consciousness point, okay? And the, the truth is with oneness consciousness, Oneness, what represents the Trinity, again, mistaught in a lot of religions, but the Trinity is actually oneness consciousness, creator consciousness, and Christ consciousness. Okay. And all three of those are interwoven within each other. Christ consciousness was created by oneness consciousness for humans to be able to achieve that level of consciousness while they were incarnated in their human experience especially because the human experience was always up until now that karmic cycle, birth, rebirth, birth, rebirth. And you had to keep coming back to pay off your uh, negative karmic debts if you did something in a previous lifetime. So that's just been the cycle of humanity. That's the, that is the video game we've chosen, our souls have chosen to play a part in while we're here, okay? So now that humanity is shifting globally, to a higher level, then there has to be a higher level to achieve. We are infinite beings. You're not done at Christ consciousness. So why isn't it? I mentioned three is represents a Trinity, Christ consciousness, creator consciousness, oneness consciousness. Well, creator consciousness is kind of this buffer zone to elevate out of Christ consciousness that we can go higher. Even Jesus said, you can achieve more than me. He was setting people up for the future 
that you are an infinite being. And at some point, this isn't the highest level you can achieve. You can actually achieve more. So keep going, keep elevating. Because what I came here to do, fucking bomb diggity badass what I did as Jesus, right? But there's more to achieve. There's higher levels to achieve than even this. And now we are in a phase where as a co-creator divine being, that, that creator consciousness is almost like the phase that we're going through now to elevate out of Christ consciousness until the final day of earth's ascension to where, you know, a lot of people comment on and talk about becoming a fifth dimensional earth and that kind of thing. This transition period, this 20 year transition period for earth to ascend to a fifth dimensional earth is really what creator consciousness is all about. It's just a temporary phase we're moving through because we co-create our realities. So this whole pray to what's outside of you to pray, make it happen. Get out of here. It's not going to work. That doesn't work anymore. It's gone. Those, those frequencies don't exist. It's, I am a co-creator and I take responsibility for my life, period, end. As I evolve through that phase in this 20-year ascension period, it is possible for me to achieve oneness consciousness as a human. Oneness consciousness means that I am one with all because I know that I'm one with all. It's not a mental program running. It is I can see the divinity in all things. I am the divinity in all things. I am part of that right? So oneness consciousness is being able to elevate to a place where I can live as a human, as a fully enlightened being and enjoy and be in gratitude for my human experience. And I understand that everything that I experience while I'm here is for my soul's growth. And while I am growing as an infinite being, the highest level that I can achieve is oneness consciousness. And probably 10,000 years from now, there will be something even higher for us to achieve. But for now, for the next 10,000 years, I can tell you, oneness consciousness is where we need to function, reach, attain, achieve, and become as humans. I actually, uh, I read a book recently about this. It's called Mason's Way. You read the book? <laughs> I know that book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> actually, I think it's got the author on the back here, and it's Rachel. Oh, it's you. Um, I read this book. It completely changed my life, and it talks all about everything that you speak of. And one of the things uh, before I read this book that originally like drew me to you was how human you are in terms of all these spiritual teachers. It's all woo-woo stuff. And everything you teach is so human. It's so grounded in the practicality of actual healing. Yeah. And there's many spiritual teachers out there that don't. And I, I've not found one that incorporates that. And that's what like drew me to you. And it's the same thing about this book. Like The book is about this enlightened dog teaching you as the human about these amazing characteristics of what it means to be enlightened and what it means to be a divine being. And it's your humanness that allows me to understand the spiritual concepts and allows me to actually heal. So I love this book and obviously love everything that you've taught me and will continue to teach me because it's, it's okay if, if you understand it up here, 
but if you've not integrated it into who you are, it yes. doesn't mean anything. No. Um, it's just this, this esoteric idea that exists in your mind. And what it means to be a human is, yes, to have things that exist in your mind and to have thoughts, but to also feel and act and behave yes. and experience what it's like to walk outside and feel the ray of sunshine and to smell the smell of fresh cut grass and to feel the sensation of stroking a dog and to have the amazing experience of being with a, a partner if you choose that in this right. lifetime. And that's what really like it just dr drives me towards you because you're so grounded in these amazing teachings and understanding it. It's always coming back to you as a human, us all as humans. And I think as a society, the more that we do this, the more that we integrate our humanness with our spiritual self. Yes. That's how we evolve. Exactly. That is exactly. It's magnificent because we are these incredible divine beings but we are also humans or we wouldn't be here in human form and it's honoring both of those and it's honoring that divinity in all beings in all things in all lives you know in in my puppy that i have now who's seven and a half months he is this he brings me to tears he reminds me of mason in these really special ways but he's his own unique soul at the same time he is so special. His ability to heal and what he's achieving in his training to become a psychiatric service dog blows my mind. But he is also still a canine. He is also a dog. He is both. And when you really learn, when you are elevated enough to see a being in front of you as the divine soul that they are and also the canine for example the dog that they are that's how you truly honor that being when you can see a human in front of you and you see their divinity but you also see their humanness it validates their humanness we have to allow people to be human and this garbage this trash that has been part of spiritual bypassing of well an enlightened being looks like this sounds like this talks like this fuck you. I curse for a reason for people to shatter all the brainwashing bullshit that humans can't feel or actually be human anymore. It is part of dehumanization. We do dehumanization and offer that to women in our society through sexism, to people of color through racism. And then we offer it to men when we don't allow them to feel normal, human, healthy feelings of fear and powerlessness and weakness and anxiety, for example, like we dehumanize. That's what we've done for thousands of years. So to truly be highly conscious or on a path of enlightenment means to be a powerful divine being in my humanness, in my dogness, if I'm a dog, in my, you know, being a dolphin this time around and to see the beings on this planet for what they are. They are divine and they are also an elephant. And that is sacred. That is sacred what they are in their beingness and their manifested physical form. It is sacred. And we have lost the sacredness of our manifested beings, our manifested selves 
whether it's an orangutan, whether it's a gorilla, a damn butterfly, it's like we've lost the sacredness of what it means to be a divine soul having a manifested physical experience. And that needs to come back. That is a path of enlightenment. That is the new golden age of harmony. That is living as the universal ways of oneness. Yeah. And all those spiritual esoteric teachings, they, they do, they dehumanize. Yes, and yes. like we were watching that show the other day about the scenes and it was all about um it was all about them just trying to achieve this light body and shoot up outside of earth and i'm really looking forward to like learning more about that but if i can't think that that's the like the goal is to escape the human body then i'm what's the point like what are we doing here yeah. exactly We've, we've forgotten, we've missed it, mm -hmm. you know? And for all of the beings that are so spiritual and meditate and pray all day, they're bringing a high vibrational frequency to this planet. So thank you for doing that. This is not about putting it down. Don't let your egoic minds, like most people's egoic minds, completely twist the teachings around and then start blasting because that's what we do nowadays. Go into your heart and open it, command it to open and understand what is being taught and get out of your fucking I'm offended bullshit, by the way, because just because you're offended doesn't mean somebody's being offensive. It means you're carrying the disease of emotional fragility. You need to step into your divinity and learn how to heal and alchemize and become more powerful. Let's just get that out of the way before we continue. Okay. Mm. Now that that's out of the way and nobody's going to come here with their egos blasting everybody, right? One can, one can wish <laughs> we, we can understand, we can be in gratitude and honor people who have taken that type of spiritual path. If they really are highly conscious being and they're meditating all day and they're praying all day, not putting that down. I'm clarifying and teaching this planet has been so dark and so low for so long Thank God for those people truly, because they, they helped to raise the vibrational frequency of the planet. We needed people to be that for a long time. They were, they brought a lot of value, but times are changing. And because we really are going through a global transformation, all of humanity, it is time to wake up and everyone step into their divinity and stepping into your true authentic divinity means honoring your human self while you're here, honoring your physical manifested self. Again, that's animals, that's nature, that is all beings, all lives on this planet. We need to become so elevated that we learn how to honor all lives, ours, myself, and everyone and everything else. That's the true definition of enlightenment. And yes, it is far beyond what has been previously taught because we weren't ready for these teachings until now. Now we're ready. Now we are ready. So let's achieve it. Let's elevate. Let's become and reflect the infinite divine beings that we are by becoming the ways of oneness, by living as oneness consciousness. We can do it. Everyone can do it, but you have to choose it. Yeah. Um, as I am on this beautiful journey and thanks to, you know, everything you've taught me um, and I'm learning how to truly honor and accept and love myself. I love flies now. 
it makes me want to cry. I used to hate flies and now I see them and I honor how sacred they are. And even yesterday I saw this woman like pulling flowers out of the ground and I, my heart like started like being like, you're not honoring the flower. Like that's a living, beautiful being like honor the flower before you just rip it out of its stem, you know? Mm. Um, but my question to you is what will the world look like with oneness consciousness? What will the golden mm. age of harmony really look like? Because I think that's a world that many of us can't even begin to fathom because of where we're at. But yeah, yeah what, what's it going to look like? Supportive unity, uplifting, embracing people when they are down and out, but not enabling. That's not divine to enable, to coddle, to handle everyone with kid gloves. That's the kind of bullshit that's happening right now. Let's handle everybody with kid gloves. You're denying their divinity. They're more powerful than that. Let's start treating people as such. It means that we learn how to no longer function from our egoic shadow selves. That when we do fall from grace, we show up as the way of patience, as the way of presence, as the way of compassion, as the way of harmlessness and gentleness with it. I heal it within myself. I heal the harm that I may have caused others because of it. And we move on together in the way of forgiveness. That's what it truly means to live in an enlightened society. It doesn't mean uh, people won't make mistakes. It doesn't mean people won't hurt each other. But it will come from a place of innocence. I didn't know better, but I am the way of responsibility. So I don't justify it, make excuses for it. I don't diminish it. I don't dismiss it. I own it. I am the way of responsibility. So I alchemize and I heal the harm that I've caused. That's what it means. I am always learning and growing. I'm going to trip. I'm going to stumble. I'm going to fall flat on my face. I might even break my goddamn nose. And everybody gathers around me while I heal myself. They support me in my healing, what my lessons are supposed to be. And we elevate always because we recognize that we are infinite beings. So staying at a certain level isn't okay for a divine being. There is a level higher to always achieve. And that doesn't mean I'm not good enough as I am, like egoic fucking minds want to think and misinterpret and twist the teaching around. It means you are infinite. As you achieve this level, you will live here for a while. You will integrate. You will acclimate. You will master that level. But because you are meant to master a higher level, why are you meant to master it? Because you're still alive and you're an infinite being. So there's always a level higher to achieve while you're here. Knowing that means you don't settle for being anything less than divine. It means you don't tolerate people who are no longer choosing to be divine people and showing up in hate and separation. You have zero tolerance for that bullshit. And yet you don't have the disease of emotional fragility. You don't get offended and don't take things personally. You're too powerful for that to pull that kind of childish bullshit anymore. You honor people, you honor yourselves, and you show up in power. That's what it means to live in an enlightened society and what we're heading for if people can grow up enough to walk that powerful path. Yeah, and that transitions to the a great next point, which is you, you speak of, like, compassion. And I remember a few years ago when I was really dark in my depression, like, the idea of feeling compassion 
for myself or another person of feeling gratitude was like so far away. I was, I was like, I, I can't achieve that. I was so severely depressed. Mm-hmm. And that's why everything that you've taught me is that before I can reach those higher level, more enlightened levels yes. um, of ways of being, of uh, even emotions to feel, we have to heal our pain first. Yes. We have to heal the blocks. We have to heal everything that's weighing us down. Instead of shooting for the sky, let's right. shoot for the sky, but let's do it once we heal the wounds. Let's not do it by turning a blind eye to our shadow self. Yep. Let's not turn a blind eye to our pain. Let's embrace our pain. Let's embrace the fact that you are feeling depressed or anxious or whatever difficult time you're moving through. And once we're able to go in and heal what's underneath and what's causing that, then we can start to integrate these amazing enlightened um, characteristics. And that's why, you know, we have to do, we have to find our power within. Yes. And that's the course that we, you know, that's what we teach anyone that comes through MSU. We're teaching them first things first, you've got to find your power within, whether that's in a one-on-one coaching or whether that's with, um, a relationship coach or whether that's in a group coaching format this is what we offer we you have to find the power within first then you can learn how to heal whatever's weighing you down yep. whatever it is that's blocking you from your natural progression to mature mentally emotionally and spiritually spiritually in life yep. and then we can start integrating these amazing teachings of exactly. oneness consciousness But it's really hard to do. It's really hard to feel that compassion. So if you're listening to this and you're struggling with your mental health and you're like, how the hell am I supposed to feel compassion when all I feel inside is emptiness, darkness, and fear and pain? Yes. Beautiful. That's actually where we start. We start there. We start with healing that and feeling that. And then eventually we can start to integrate these enlightened uh, characteristics. Absolutely. You think of it like this. How high can you jump with 400 pounds of weights on you? Mm. Strip the weights, get the weights off. How high can you jump if you're just in shorts and a t-shirt and great pair of shoes? (laughs) So no, no comparison is a big difference with what you're capable of doing without everything weighing you down. So you heal. You learn how to process and heal and alchemize everything that is your shadow self, all of your wounds that all gets healed. And then you've taken those 400 pounds off of you. And now you can soar. Now you can soar and actually achieve the levels of enlightenment that are achievable when you're not being driven by your wounds. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. To everyone at home, if you want to begin your journey, uh, visit us at masterselfuniversity.com. Uh, you can set up a free consultation with our amazing mystical life coaches. And please run to Amazon and get a copy of Mason's Way, the 20 Universal Ways of Oneness, taught by the spirit of an enlightened dog by Rachel Fiore. It will change your life. It is the book to read and to integrate. Uh, Rachel, thank you so much for being here and for your time. <laughs> uh, please subscribe, like, share, comment. Uh, thank you so much, everyone listening. We love you. Until next time, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody.